0: This episode of The Faithful Agent brought to you by our sponsors, Rachel Inman with The Mortgage Mamas and our sponsors at patreon.com. Christians in real estate, let's dive right in and learn how to grow our business and grow our faith.
1: Welcome back to another episode of The Faithful Agent Podcast. We are glad that you have joined us today. Once again, I've got our amazing guest host, Cody Persinger. We call him Short Shorts. What up, Short Shorts? What's up, guys? It's good to have you here, buddy. And we've got Toddler Wilson we call him chiseled chin and I'm laughing because I'm not sure he wants to be here right oh, now I'm so I with Gary right now he's a professional audience. he's a professional and so he's going to bring his A game regardless right that's, see how something nice I can't about always you. have great days yeah. but yeah that's, that's right. you better you better good job chiseled chin you better <laughs> nice happy <laughs> to be here I am glad that you guys are here. My name is Garrett Maroon. We're gonna dive right in and continue in on our topic about what does it look like to be a godly leader, specifically loving to those that we lead. And that means in our context, right? Agents is the people we interact with on a day-to-day basis, our clients, potentially you've got a team, your broker, uh, your your co-broker, right? The other agents that you're working with or admin staff, what does that look like today? And uh, we're gonna dive into that using Matthew 5, 46 and John 13, 34. 235, but let's do a few quick jokes and we will dive right into it. So, Tyler, I know you're feeling the laughter today, my friend. Why don't why don't you go ahead and give us a good Christian oh, joke? My man,
0: goodness. I, I love my back at the cereal box joke here. What did pirates call Noah's boat? VR. It it's funny, but also your
1: just your enthusiasm. It really warms my heart. It is. I'm glad you enjoyed <laughs> it. Yeah. It was good, man. All right, what do you got, Cody?
2: Why wouldn't the pharaoh let the Hebrews go?
1: Wow, you came in hot there. That was loud. Oh,
2: <laughs> I'll, I'll, was it too loud? Take off. It,
1: it was right. great. No, it was amazing. That's okay. You want me
2: to? Is, is this better? You were,
1: you were right up on that
2: mic, no, dude. No, yeah. it was totally
1: fine. Audience. Do your thing. <laughs> no liability for busted <laughs> no on this fair. podcast. We're, no, we're great. real estate agents. No, we're <laughs> yeah. still going, man. Keep Going, right, man. Real estate agents. We don't Why wouldn't the pharaoh
2: yet? let the Hebrews go?
1: Why is that? In denial at a boy. Nice. Much better. You just were really excited about the joke which I appreciate. Want you know, I'm so I'm trying to be more enthusiastic. So, <laughs> I appreciate you. Not that you. person. <laughs> not, I'm not that person. Did Eve have a date with Adam Tyler? No. Just well, this says just an apple. That's not even accurate. Wow, my joke's not even accurate. We don't know that she had an apple.
0: Mm. Did Eve
1: have a date with Adam? No, just a fruit. That was a terrible joke. All right, let's get to this topic. Right. We've got two great scriptures for you today. Matthew 5, which Cody's going to read in John 13, which Tyler is going to read. So Cody, what you got, Ben? Read Matthew five forty six 46
2: for us. Matthew 5, 46. For you, if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? Mm-hmm.
0: It's good. I'm going to jump in to this verse and then get our conversation going here in John 13. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also are to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. And I'm going to read 35 one more time. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. And so we were to jump right into the dialogue here. We were kind of talking offline beforehand about a couple of different things and you know we speak a lot into you know what it looks like to love our neighbor what it looks like to to shepherd our family to take care of our team and practically what it looks like to to lead our customers through our customers our clients through through a transaction but one of the questions that that seemed to pop up was you know in reference to loving people even when it's hard right so if we look back at Matthew 5 a very convicting part to that is as Jesus is talking, he says, like, do not even the pagans greet and love and take care of their own people, the people that look like them, that sound like them, talk like them, that think like them, that are on the same team as them? Like that it's easy to love and to take care of those people. I mean, that's a that's a natural responsibility that even an unbeliever would choose to do most of the time, right? So as Christians, what does it look like for us to take care of the person on the opposite side of the table that maybe is at enmity with us, that's at enmity with God, that's at enmity with our our beliefs. But even though, like to drill down more practically speaking, what about like the agents that are on the opposite side of a transaction that, mm-hmm. you know, occasionally there are agents that that run their business on the platform of I'm going to compete the most for you. I'm going to negotiate the hardest. I'm going to win the deal. And they they view every transaction as a zero-sum game, whereas I have to win. The only way I win is if you lose or vice versa. And so as Christians, how do we embrace the mindset of loving our enemy and, and coming alongside them and finding creative ways to bring them onto the same side of the table for the greater good of our, of our clients, for the greater good of the transaction, and most importantly, for the greater good of just loving them for the kingdom's sake? So I want to ask you, G and Cody, when you deal with maybe agents that handle their business that way, you know, it's it's good to be competitive. It's good to, you know, want the best for your, for your clients because you have a fiduciary duty and responsibility to get them the absolute best deal. We're not just, you know, playing in the sandbox here, but there's an effective means of collaboration to come to a win-win. So when you guys deal with those agents that are a challenge on the opposite end of the phone. What does it look like for you guys? How do, how do you, how do you broach that topic
2: with them? Go yeah. ahead, Cody. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I absolutely love it. Tyler, thank you. Yeah. You just, you love them and that's <laughs> super simple, but that's, that's the reality of it. I mean, you know, we do get into situations where people are difficult to deal with and that's the biggest part of this industry, I think. And you unfortunately do come in contact with a lot of agents that do not do things the way you do. They're overly competitive from a standpoint of it's all about me and that's really unfortunate and you know one thing that we just try to do is not be that way and just you know we have like you said we have a fiduciary responsibility to our clients but we also have a responsibility you know from our faith standpoint to love like Jesus loved and so Mm -hmm. what we've been trying to do you know from a business standpoint is just be, God called us to be and, you know, grow a business that is based on relationship and based on loving people and not cold calling and not, you know, buying leads and things like that. We don't need to, we just love people and love them through relationship. And that's, that's how we grow our business. And it's pretty much that simple. And when you have someone on the other side, you know, hopefully through the way that we conduct our business, it will inspire them to do the same and hopefully change the industry. Yeah, it's
1: good. I I think that that's the right question T. And I'll just say this, it's really difficult, you know, loving someone as we all would agree doesn't mean we just lay over and let them walk all over us, right? Gotcha. We're not doormats and we do go to fight. We, we do go to battle for our clients, right? In a way that is loving. And I'll give an example. I mean, so many times I've had, Cody, I'm sure you've had, and, and the audience listening, is the experience where the other agent is rude or just straight up a jerk, right? I mean, I had I had an experience. I'll tell you real quickly. When we had our, I think it was our second kid, uh, Dylan, I was in the hospital day after Dylan was born. We were under, one of the houses we had were under contract. I was the listing agent. And Ariana, who was my assistant at the time, calls me and said, I'm so sorry. I I know that like I don't want to be bothering you, but I just got to tell you what's going on, right? This agent has gone crazy. And she tells me all this stuff. The agent is uh, emailing my broker and emailing her and including her clients on it, which is weird, and emailing her broker and all the people involved in saying, I'm not doing my job because I'm not responding to her, even though she knows we were in the hospital having a baby. So the next day I call her back and she's just so angry and she's like, I get it. You had a baby, but it's been two days. You need to call me back. I'm like, excuse me, Hmm. you don't get to determine that, right? I have an assistant here for a reason. Now, in transparency, in total honesty, in that moment, I did not love her. I very much disliked this woman, right? And I don't know that I treated her very well initially. But we kept continuing to have the conversation. We got off the phone. And so I called my client and I say, here's what's going on. He was like, dude, why are you calling me? You just had a baby, right? He's respectful of the time. And I said, here's what's going on, right? And it, for me, out of love for my client, I wanted to be completely transparent. She's frustrated at this. She thinks we're not doing the service to her buyers. She thinks we're trying to, you know, whatever it is. And none of that was true. But this is what's going on. And he got really upset. He's, he wasn't a believer. He got really upset. And he was like, well, just do this and do that and tell him, forget the whole thing. And, you know, doesn't matter, blah, blah, blah. He was just really angry. And so in that scenario, what was interesting, I think, as as a follower of Christ is, he is having a response based on what she did, based on what her clients was doing. And in a a non-Christian world, his response was warranted, right? And so here I've got as the believer in this group and believer between these two people, he is really angry, not at me. Right, He's really angry at this other person. Well, this other person's really angry at me. And quite honestly, I'm really frustrated with her. But as a believer, it was my responsibility to think, though, and Cody, you mentioned this, how would a believer act? Right? How would someone who loves Christ act in this scenario? So I calmed down the cellar and said, man, I totally understand the things that you're feeling. We still want to try to treat them right. We still want to do, even right. if they're not going to do right by us, we need to do right by them. That's and right. he got to the point. He was like, all right, I agree. So I called the other lady back. She was still really angry. And I just kind of listened, even though it was hard. And then I said, we still want to do right by you. Here's what we're offering. And here's what we're willing to do. She was getting angry. And I just said, you know what? I need to hop off the phone. I don't think this conversation is productive and I don't want to be frustrated at you. Right. So I told you what we were willing to offer. Please talk to your clients and let me know. Now that transaction still went terribly, right? Because Mm -hmm. she just stayed angry, but it's difficult when everyone around you is angry as the believer to not get pulled into that and say, man, I, but I can't just call her and start yelling. Right. Mm -hmm. I can't just say, yeah, client, you're doing the right thing. Forget the buyer. Screw them. Let's just not give them anything. That's not good either. And that's a really hard spot to be. And I think That's where you just are trusting the Lord to walk you through that. But having good people in your life where you can just call and say, Cody, dude, just walk me through this, bro, because I'm really frustrated and I need help. And this is difficult. Do you want to generate more leads, create more leverage and have more life? Do you want to build business the way the Lord called you to by serving and loving people? Well, we want to help. I've sold over 500 homes in just eight years, all by relationship. And I show you how in my eight part e course on the foundations of lead generation. Just go to faithfulagent.com, click get the e course to learn more. And just for being a faithful listener, use promo code podcast for $100 off. Now back to the show. Yeah. Have you had times like that, Cody?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, in those times, I mean, it's just the Bible calls us to pray. And in, in your instance, that lady, you know, she was your enemy for mm-hmm. a time and, you know, the, the Bible, you know, calls us to pray for our enemies and that's all you can do. And I think one of the the best things you can, you can do from a base standpoint, from a business standpoint is to do just that and, you know, have the heart posture. And even in those moments where you're just so frustrated to just stop and say, Lord, whatever that lady's dealing with, you know, you know it better than even she, even she knows it. And so. You just, Mm. you know, she works out whatever it is, but one of the other practical things that I think, you know, I wanted to say was, you know, the Bible talks about, you know, the way that we should love and treat people and stuff like that throughout scripture. And if you lead into every single relationship that you enter into, it's much less likely that you'll get into those kinds of situations. Now, you know, in your situation here, I mean, this, I don't think there's anything you could have done to prevent that. Some people are just like that, unfortunately. (laughs) Right. So they're, they're yep. going through something. We don't know what people are going through, but unfortunately that's, that's the way it is. But I think there's a lot of instances where if we lead into each relationship from day one and set that expectation, if you will, that this is the way I'm going to love you. This is the way that I'm going to conduct my business do really, I think avoid a lot of those confrontations because mm-hmm. this is, yeah, that's what we, what we preach and teach. So
0: yeah, that's good. Yeah, I mean to jump into that specific example. I mean, Scripture tells us not to repay evil with evil, you know, and and the beatitudes, the last beatitude in the in Matthew five, the Sermon on the Mount, the beatitude chain is blessed are the peacemakers. I mean, we're mm-hmm. called to sow peace amongst you know God's creation, amongst our brothers, amongst everybody that we interact with, not to throw gas on the fire. Right. And so, you know, a couple practical things is one. I mean, that's a learned skill. I mean. There's a, there's a lot of self-awareness that goes into a position like that where are you somebody that escalates or are you yeah. somebody that sows peace? And like, don't hear me say that I'm not the one that escalates it because it, like that is very, very easy to do. And it's easier yeah. in certain, certain spaces. It's easier than, than others to be the escalator versus the de-escalator, you know, kind of the more familiarity. And the closer you are with people, sometimes the easier it is to escalate because of the trust that mm. exists there, rather than fighting for the integrity of the relationship. That's why you hear, mm. you know, a lot of spousal relationships conflict results in fights, or a lot of, you know, you know, parent to child or brother to all those things because it just escalates easier because you revert back to, you know, peace in an, in an easier way. So one, like That's the good. tactical thing, is just self awareness on on what type of personality that you have in that. And then truly, if you're one that is not a good es- or is not a good peacemaker or is looking for a way to how to be a better peacemaker is, is truly, again, self-awareness of body posture, of tone, of inflection, of how you're responding to people. If somebody is escalating and you recognize that they're escalating, our pride and our flesh demands wants to react and wants to and wants to be in control and wants to meet the same way. So how do we talk them back from that? Well, we use tones that are under self-control, you know, one of the fruits of the spirit. So how do we how do we speak in a mild mannered tone? How do we speak in a confident tone that again isn't submissive, isn't rolling over, is still fighting for the integrity of the circumstance? But how do you command that they bring themselves to that level rather than meeting them at theirs? And that, and that, that again takes skill and that takes patience and it takes a lot of swallowing of pride, but those are the best ways in that moment to, it's a lot of inward dialogue, but that's how you're loving them by your, you're, you're loving them by taking them off the ledge that they're ready to jump off of, or the hill that they're ready to die on. You're, you're talking them off of that by lead. I mean, you're leading them without them even realizing it. Yeah, that's good. And it. let me, practical advice, just have kids and you'll practice it all the time.
1: (laughs) You'll just have that practice over and over of, of, of talking kindly and stuff. But yeah. And I'll give another quick example of where I did it terribly. We were negotiating with somebody and the agent was just so rude and I was trying, but I'm a sinner and I don't think anyone's surprised by that. Tyler mentions it all the time and (laughs) I'm just kidding, but I am, I'm a terrible sinner. Saved by grace, man. And, Mm -hmm. and I was really rude with this guy, like just had had it just so rude. I remember getting off the phone and it worked, but I remember getting off the phone and the next day I called him and I just said, and this guy is not nice. Right. So even just confessing and apologizing to him was not going to be fun. And I called him and I said, man, I need to apologize. The way I spoke to you yesterday, I should not have done that. And I apologized. And he was like, yeah, whatever. Right. And that's what he said. Mm. And we hung up Mm. and okay. But like my responsibility to him doesn't, is not a result of what he does to me. Right. Right. One of the ways we love is even if, again, that's what Matthew says is it's easy to love, or that's what it says in Matthew. It's easy to love those who love you. It's really hard to do the opposite. Mm -hmm. I love the people who don't. And so Mm -hmm. even doing that, and then one more piece of practical advice. Now I've got a team, right? So it's Cody, but Jesse, who's my lead agent. He can get frustrated more easily than I do. And so genuinely, one of the things he does, which I think is really wise, is if he finds himself really frustrated in a situation, he says, Garrett, can you please call and get involved? right? Because I'm a little bit more calm than he is and he's on the phone, but I do the talking. right? So he knows like, man, I don't wanna get frustrated. That's not gonna be serving people well. And so will you please step in? And so maybe you're an agent that's a solo agent, and but you know someone who you just trust have them get involved, right, or let them help you through the process. Maybe talk to the client or talk to the agent, whatever. I would say that that's been really valuable in my business and in my career as well. You know, kind of as we we come to the end here, Cody. You know, I think that uh, I don't want to just talk about the people that we don't like, right? But but how do we love on the people that we do love really well that are believers? And I think you do a good job of that in your own business, Cody. So just give us some examples of you know, what that looks like, brother.
2: Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I approach this from a culture standpoint From the, with my team. I don't have any team that has better culture than us. I, I get to go to work with my best friends every day and it's amazing. And they're easy to love most of the time. And yeah, I just make sure that their needs are met before mine, you know, and being a servant leader and getting down on their level and just saying, look, guys, I'm one of you. I'm not above you in any way. I'm here to serve you. And they respond really well to that. And I, I would, I, I want to lead in a way that I would hope that someone would lead me if I was on the other side. And uh, so, yeah, just that. I mean, it, I know that if they're taken care of, that I'm taken care of. And you know, if, I, if I love the business and love them, they also love the business and, and that will take up good. for me when I need it as well. So it's good, man. And when we
1: are fully aware of who we are loved by and what that means about our identity and what that means about our eternal state. Right? Praise God for the ability to not be made weary by a bad relationship with a client or a bad relationship with another agent. Right? We can stand steadfast because our identity and our security is not changed one minute from what might happen or what the result might be or how someone treats us. So praise God for that. Cody, man, can you read that Matthew 5 verse for us again? Yep. And uh, T, I can grab John 13 if you'd like me to. I got it, man. Got it? Cool. All right, Cody, give us Matthew 5, buddy.
2: Matthew five forty For if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Do not even the tax collectors do the same. Hmm. John
0: thirteen thirty four to take us home. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also are to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. Amen. Faithful agents, God, and love one another. We'd
1: love for you to join our community. You can check it out and share this with a friend. One of the ways that we're trying to love on you is to do this podcast. That's an encouragement. So thanks, Faithful Agents, for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Hey, Faithful Agents, as always, thank you so much for joining us again. We hope you will continue to help us build the Faithful Agent community by sharing this episode with your friends, tagging the Faithful Agent group on Facebook, and by actually downloading this episode to help us beat the algorithms and get the good word out to other faithful real estate believers. Go to faithfulagent.com and click join our Facebook community to join us, and we will see you next week.